It's my job right there. You, 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 you are now listening to Lower Road Radio. So, hey, welcome one and all to the number one podcast, winter, spring, and fall. Talking sports for the thrill of it all. Hey, talking life, but we're killing it all. Jason and Dan with the master plan. These are dangerous men with the mic in the hand. Huh? Four to five winners everywhere that we go. You're a part of the team. Lower Road Radio. Dad life, thug life, bright lights in sight. All right. What? Dad life, thug life, bright lights in sight. All right. Yeah. Dad life. At Tanagra, when the walls fell, this is Dan Owings coming at you another time for Lower Road Radio with my co-host, as always, Jason. I'm, I've, I've taken to looking in the background to see if there's anything new because these past, you know, a couple months, every once in a while, you turn around and there's something you don't recognize. Yeah. So. I don't see nothing new that I see, but how you doing today? Good. I almost drank a hair as I was pouring my cup. Mm -hmm. I noticed at the last minute a hair was in the bottom of the cup. Was it a a hair or or was it just a rabbit? That's not funny. That's (laughs) Jesse. Okay, listen. Um, know your place. How often? And no, it's Jesse, over there. Listen, sorry, master. Yeah. No matter how often we put Jesse in his place, he has no idea what his place is. No. He's the audio producer of the podcast. Yet Harrison sets everything up. And I mean, literally, all he does is press two buttons. And every single time when we start out, each one of us in the room are like making sure yeah. and not confident at all. No. There's there's like a 50 50 chance right now that none of this is even yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. What we have to ask Harrison is Jesse ready to go? And, and he's like, oh, I think so. I don't, yeah. don't want to I mean, set it up. Yeah. Jesse, as long as Jesse yeah. doesn't press a different button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost made this dummy proof, but yeah. yeah. I mean, how we'll often see. do you think you drink a hair or eat a hair? It's pretty often. Well, I think with a beard, I think it's probably more often. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld's got a bit about how we think hairs are so disgusting. Yeah, I mean, you would like kiss someone on the head, you know what I mean? But then the moment you find it in your oh. food, you're like, ah, oh, is... like it's the worst thing ever. You well, because you don't know whose it is. If well, you're kissing you know someone who's. on the head, it's probably like your daughter or a family member mm-hmm. or someone. Yeah. Not like a random like waitress. Yes, but if Denny's. your wife made you food, I mean, you wouldn't love like, you know, also I love doing this at a restaurant, just going like this out of my, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of like lets me off of the tip. I'm like, no, I don't have to tip because I really make a big deal of it and yeah. kind of do that thing, you know. Um, it, it, the other day, speaking of eating things that you just don't know that you ate, the other day, we, uh, Erica has uh, these containers for food. So, like, when we get stuff, we pour it in the container. It's got a lid on it. It keeps it nice and fresh and like everything. Tupperware. It's like Tupperware. Okay. You know. And um, anyway, we pulled out the rice one the other day, and there were two tiny little kind of, like, bugs flying around in the rice. Oh. So they had hatched. Yeah. Like, one of them was just crawling, yeah. and then one of them was flying, and then they were both flying. So how often in rice are you eating bugs? Probably when when we were kids. I don't know if you remember this. We were young. We were probably eight and ten years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dad made us oatmeal on a Saturday morning, Hmm. and we were eating the oatmeal. And then Mom comes in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and notices that the dry oatmeal is moving. Mm -hmm. It had bugs in it. Yeah, but he had poured it. and cooked it. Sure. So So I'm sure it was all fine. It went into boiling water. Yeah, I mean, we were eating Mm -hmm. the bugs with the oatmeal. You probably do it all the time. Like you probably have no idea how often you're eating bugs. I don't want to know larvae. Yeah, and that sort of thing. So the guy that fills our our uh, vending machine at work, Mm -hmm. the the guy that stocks it, um, I get the feeling that he's like not super legit. Um, His truck is like 
it's sketchy at mm-hmm. best. And he rolls in, he puts yeah. in like random stuff. It's not always the like same. Off, it's like he does yeah. He has Sprinkles instead of Pringles. You're like, what are those? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, Cracker Jacks. Yeah. I don't know I mean, what that yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, uh, we were looking at the different things in there, and uh, there's a pack of cheese crackers. A cat kit bar. You're like, oh. <laughs> what's, what's a cat kit? <laughs> there's a pack of like orange peanut butter cheese crackers. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, expiration date, uh, a year and a half old. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they were just loaded. Yeah. And uh, I think that he's just getting this randomly like, finding stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just finding the cheapest sure. stuff. Like and- he's going to Ollie's, taking off the little yeah. uh, sticker, putting it in there. And making a pretty oh, good profit. Yeah, I mean, it's not a terrible business model. Well, yeah. So the one guy today, he pulls out uh, a package of like peanuts, and he's mm-hmm. looking for the expiration date. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's probably best not to know. Yeah, just eat it. Yeah, I mean, you usually that's stuff. best buy. What does expiration <laughs> even mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, some products have a born on date. I like that. I like coffee. I, I, you don't find it very often. Pete's coffee which they do sell at Kroger, has this. Uh, it, it has a Best Buy date, but that's, what does that even mean? Yeah. It has a roasted on date. That's right. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And most coffees don't have that, but Pete's Coffee does. Uh, smaller coffee shops will have it. So I'm looking for the roasted on date, and I want it to be roasted within at least with at least within a month of when I'm drinking it. Yeah. As a former coffee middleman, <laughs> can concur. That's what you look for. Yeah. Jesse knows so little can, about you say coffee. Can concur? He can, can concur. Can concur. Can concur. Oh, can concur. He can, yeah. can, concur. Can, can concur. He can concur. Yeah. He can concur. I listen to, and Jesse, I really don't, I'm not, I really don't want to uh, disparage you or your character or, you know, your intelligence. His weight. Uh, your your weight. Um, your just general appearance, lack of normal hygiene that you would find, you know, that sort of thing. But I listened to your podcast a couple of times that you did yeah. with uh, what's his name, and it was about coffee. It was a way to sell your coffee, yeah. and you would drink this coffee, and you would talk. You would be like, "This is like a Kenyan whatever." I'm like, yeah. and I'm just listening to it, thinking Jesse has no idea, <laughs> like absolutely no idea. You could put a Kenyan or a Colombian or an Arabica or a Robusta, or you could do whatever you want. You put, and it, you, he would have no idea. Yeah, what the difference would be, and yet didn't stop him didn't from stop from talking as if he knew the difference. A buck's a buck. This is a Colombian blend. He would yeah. say, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it, said on the package, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you pronounced it wrong. It's robusta. Okay, okay. Right, so who's enough. the real coffee stop? We, we did have a a comment on YouTube. Um, Referring to Jesse. Oh, yeah. No. I don't, did you see it? No. Okay. I, I can pull it up. Oh. Okay. Go ahead and pull it up really mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. That's. Um, so, our, our friend Shoeless Joe from Arkansas. Love Shoeless thing. Joe. Shoeless and in Joe. In fact, if we lived around Shoeless Joe, Jesse would hit the bricks and Shoeless would Joe not would have oh, jobs. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Um, Here's what Shoeless Joe said about uh, Jesse He said, I'm enjoying the addition of Jesse. Hey, like that. thanks, Shoeless Joe. He feels like the kind of guy that's always the third wheel and tries to be a little <laughs> awkward and a little inappropriate. And then he says, I love Maple Story Podcast. So, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Joe. So third wheel, awkward, inappropriate. I mean, my entire life story wrapped up in one YouTube comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were talking about when we do go into the new studio, mm-hmm. which hopefully It'll soon. Happen. It's hopefully happen. soon. It's going to happen. Um, we're going to actively bring in guests. And so um, I just want to put this out there now. Um, 
the series of importance of people on the show. I'll go ahead and give Dan the number one. Hey, Dan's you know, the most important. Every week on the description, it says this week Dan and Jason talk about. You know, yeah, it would although say, the song says Jason and Dan with the master. Well, plan. listen, I have issues with that. That was for timing purposes. I'm not going to question the the, the uh, musical genius yeah. of one Dave Caminiti. Yeah, right. Jason and Dan with the master plan. See. My name matters more because I'm the rhyme. You see? Whatever. Listen, I'm giving you the number one seat. And I'm just... You have making, the number one seat. Okay, fine. Okay. Right, I'll take it. I have the number two seat. Uh-huh. Currently, Jesse's number three. I'm Picard. You're Riker. Yeah. Let's do this. And okay. well, listen. I'd say he's okay, well, let, let me Wesley. Get, let me. He's got to be Wesley, right? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> and Jesse is... Worf. Just a red shirt, I think. <laughs> An extra. Okay, so chair one, chair two. Currently, you're Barkley. Chair. He's Barkley. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, nobody knows any of this. I don't understand. Some people he know. He doesn't understand. Riley is the only one Riley, right if now. you're listening, and she's not even a next generation person. She's more yeah. original series. I'm sure she knows Barkley. Riley, let me know if you know Barkley. Anyway. So, Jesse, you're chair three. Harrison's chair four. Harrison yeah. almost never talks, mm-hmm. and that's the way it should be. He knows, he knows his Speak role. Speak when you're spoken to. Mm-hmm. That's the general rule. Yeah. But when we do get in a guest, the guest will be chair three. Yeah. Which Jesse, will move you'll go Jesse down to chair to four. four. Oh. So mm-hmm. if you talk maybe three or four times an episode now, mm-hmm. you're going to have to cut that back to one or two. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. We didn't to make even... it really worth it. Really good stuff then. Yeah, pick and choose. That's oh. the whole goal of everything. Oh. We're trying to say the best things. Uh-huh. Listen, yeah. you didn't lay those rules down in the beginning. <laughs> we didn't even <laughs> I had give free you rain. a microphone. I'm at not the even beginning. sure how he got on the, the only show. Thing, the only sound <laughs> engineering either. thing I've ever seen him do was he somehow figured out how to hook up a microphone. To, and we're like, what do you even... And yeah. he's like, just kind of like, it was in the middle of one episode, <laughs> and we just let it go because yeah. we were recording. And ever since then, he's had it, and we've just kind of allowed it, I guess. But. Yeah. He just happened to walk by when we were recording one day. Mm-hmm. And he sat down. Mm-hmm. He's never left. He, yeah. He was looking for a sand. He said, I need a sandwich and a toilet. That's yeah. <laughs> which was a weird thing to ask for. <laughs> right. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So we gave him a sandwich and we showed him where the toilet was. Yeah. It's. Um, I said, the toilet's here. And he was like, sandwich first. <laughs> <laughs> There's a proper order to things. <laughs> um, so there was, uh, we, we did have another comment, um, another platform. Uh, I think we need to be careful about okay talking about fat people. Okay. Okay. What? So no, no, listen. I mean, I'm fat. Okay. Dan, you're a little bit fatter. Okay. And I'm much Jesse's fatter. much fatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we're saying this as fat people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just letting you know if it's like audio- black people can use that word, Ooh. but we can't. Well, I don't. I'm Nor not do even we sure want to. We're not like trying no. any of that stuff. The no. point is, this. it seems like they can. If you're an audio listener, I mean, Dave Chappelle does. If you're an audio listener <laughs> mm-hmm. and you've never seen us, yeah, we're overweight. Yes, so we're speaking to you as other fat people. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been fatter in my mm-hmm. life. Do it, you we've all feel fatter, like you can yeah. tell, like? If you just heard Jesse's voice, would you know that he was overweight? He's the largest yeah. one in the room. Yeah. But just by his voice, like you've never seen him. It's either would that you... or he's got marbles in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Marbles in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I did notice my voice is much higher than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And there's it a is. possibility, don't want to alarm anybody, but you might get the COVID. Well, according to the test I do. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see how this goes. Um, this will be fun. This might be my last episode. It might be. I mean, you know what? Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I wore my outfit today. You did. Happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. It's a beautiful day. It's actually a very nice 
day as far as life Beautiful. day goes. Usually yeah. life day is a little colder. Uh-huh. Um, so you got to have your normal life day. What's the Mount Rushmore of things you're going to do on life day? Well, I think you're going to eat. You're going to eat. I think you're probably going to sing some songs. Some, some life party. day. Life day songs. Songs. Uh, gather with family and friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the primary And watch the Star Wars day. holiday special. And st- watch Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. I told yeah. the kids the other day, we were eating dinner last night, and I told them, I said, uh, here's what we're going to do this year for Christmas. Everyone in the family gets to pick one Christmas movie. Mm, I like it. That we all have to watch. Like, we'll watch other Christmas you movies. You can't get out of this. But you, you yeah. won't be bound to watch those. But right. each of us w- will pick one yeah. that we all must watch. Yeah. I told Levi I wanted to pick the Christmas special, the Star Wars Christmas holiday yeah. special, but I told him that he only was doing that to annoy his sisters. Yes. So I allowed... I, first of all, that's the right move. Yeah, and I would have done it too if I was his... But I, I, I said no to that, and I made him pick a real one. So okay. Abby Abby, uh, Abby picked Daddy's Home 2. Okay. Uh, she's never seen Daddy's Home 1. She's seen Daddy's Home 2 probably a thousand times. Yeah. She loves it. It's her favorite movie. Um, let's see... Um, I think Levi picked Home Alone. Okay, it's a good pick. The yeah. original. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you mean? Well, they just released like a number four on. I'm not interested in okay. the number four. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I mean they're still picking white kids for that. Is that not like the most surprising thing in the world? They reboot on Disney Plus. Home Alone One is just a normal white kid. He's yeah. not Latino. He's not black. It's I would assume they'd pick a black well, girl. Yeah. I, I. Maybe he's gay. Is he gay? I just I'm staying out of this one. Those if um, he's gay, I guess. Then I was just saying those that. other ethnicities are probably home alone often. That's what I was gonna uh, say. <laughs> it's just what I was thinking. That's messed up. I didn't want to say sorry. anything even mm-hmm. mildly inappropriate. Yeah. Ever since Jesse came on, mm-hmm. the show is gradually aging. We were PG. We're pushing that PG thirteen yeah. limit. I mean, that was that was right there. I'm sorry, you're the one I'm who just, brought it up. No, I wasn't bringing I, race into I it. I didn't realize that you were going to say something like that. I'm on the that same thought way. didn't even yeah. cross my yeah. mind. The only thought that crossed my <laughs> mind was that everything now is like. I mean, statistically speaking, probably single parent home. Oh God, and they have to work. So what do you do? You have to leave them home alone. Could have been at least a girl, <laughs> a person. I don't Apparently, know. the plot in this one is there's like a. Um, uh, uh, the home is protected by McAllister uh, security. Security, like the kid has grown up. Like I don't know. I don't. I know. really don't care. So I don't know the other movies that were picked, but I picked It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Um. So I, I told Estelle that we would um, figure something out for her. Okay. She sent me a text um, earlier today. Well, first of all, a week ago she sent me a text. She was running a fever. So I said, and just like, take. Uh, why don't you catch it? Yeah, I okay. Don't, sorry. Take your vitamins, mm-hmm. get plenty of sleep. A day or two, she felt fine. Well, then on Sunday, she calls us and she goes, "Like I'm not feeling good. Mm. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm sick. I probably have to go somewhere and get tested." Um, there was some like white pus things in the back of her throat, mm. so I was like, "It's probably strep." Mm-hmm. And so she was going to go to an urgent care mm-hmm. down, you know, where she's living, and. uh they would not, she's 17. She actually turns 18 like next week. Yeah. They would not see her as a minor without an adult. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hold on, let me call urgent care. Mm-hmm. So I called urgent care and I said, hey, listen, I'm her dad. Mm-hmm. She's there. Mm-hmm. She's living by herself at college. Mm-hmm. And 
we don't live close. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, it's 45 minutes. I could have driven. Sure. But I don't want to. It's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I don't want to drive up there. No. I don't care if she's sick You didn't or not. have her move out of the house so you could drive to Columbus for a doctor's no. appointment. Yeah. No. I mean, that's you're an adult now. Mm-hmm. You figure it out. Yeah. And But she couldn't. She literally couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Two different. I called two different other urgent cares. They would. There's their mm-hmm. policy. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I so, bet if she went to an emergency room, they would see her. I think that was a thing. So mm-hmm. they suggested that, but it's not an emergency. I mean, she just doesn't yeah. feel good. She needs some types of antibiotics or something like that. Anyways, Shelby drove up because I didn't want to. Of course. Shelby drove up there, took her to the doctor. She has uh, just a lot of drainage, a lot of fluid mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So she's fine. Okay. But with all this drainage, so, with all the fluid, yeah. her ear is plugged up. Okay. And she said, it feels like I have an earbud in my mm-hmm. ear for the last like two or three days. Mm-hmm. She can't get it to pop. Mm-hmm. It's driving her right. crazy. Mm-hmm. So she sent me a text today. How do I get my ear to pop? Okay. And uh, I sent her a couple suggestions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if you have any additional. Steam would be my first thing. Like directly into the ear? No, I would just get the shower as hot as I could get it. Yeah. And close the door and like put a towel underneath the thing and just get it as steamy as possible. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big help. That would help. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'd stick something in my ear personally. Well, that's yeah. the obvious. Like a sewing needle thing <laughs> or a sewing <laughs> hook. A, a knitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crochet thing that's got yeah, the hook at the end. That's what I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Essential um, oils. There's probably some sort of essential uh, oil that you yeah. could yeah. drip down your ear. Our, our witch friend that does essential oils. Yeah. She fixed my son's ear. He had some ear infection, See, and she did a thing, and there was just it all is that drained. Jess, or do you know a different witch? A uh, different witch. Okay. Jess is going to come on the show eventually. She's. I would ask her. A resident. She could witch. probably answer it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Jess, help me. I, I, I currently have frankincense and myrrh on my uh, behind my ears. So both humble brag. Yeah, it's a it's a I concoction. I would do frankincense on one side, and myrrh on the other. It's a it's a concoction that's got both of oh. them in it. You know, I mean, it's okay. no rose petal oil, but listen, eh. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got today? What do I have today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have things, right? I mean, sure. I mean, I got, stu- I got stuff I can talk about. Um, I can talk about the fact that um, there's more people that ride bikes late at night than you might think. Is that the thing? That's not a thing. It's just I dr- I walk Boomer, Yeah. and there are twice as many, no, there are 10 times as many people riding bikes at night than okay. there are during the day. Part of this currently is the time change. Yeah. It's dark at 5 o'clock at night. Okay. If you're working a normal job and you get off at 5, 536, mm-hmm. And you're riding your bike. There's a large portion. Yeah, I would say this was before the time. I was noticing this in the summertime. Oh. A lot of late night bike people. Like way more than you might think. Probably drug deals. Yeah. You think they're probably, uh, what are they, uh, camels? What do they call that? Mules. Mules. There it is. (laughs) I live on the wrong side of the tracks. (laughs) Uh, We call, on on our side of the tracks, we call them camels. So maybe they're, maybe they're moving drugs. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Because they're usually sketchy characters. It's not like your Lance Armstrong kind of uh, you and know, out I've for I've noticed a, a large portion of them are riding on the wrong side of the street. Yeah. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I almost hit a guy the other day mm-hmm. because I didn't see him. He yeah. was coming. I was turning right on Center Street mm-hmm. from my road. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in my lane. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking left, looking right. I'm not looking for the bike lane on my side. Mm-hmm. He cuts right in front of me as I'm getting ready to go. I stomped on the brakes and just missed him. Hmm. I think that would have fell on him. 
it was dark out. He's on the wrong side of the street. I yeah. can't see him. Mm-hmm. He drove right in front of me. It happens. So I missed him. Okay. Officially. So a lot of people r- ride bikes. I've been thinking about why do I know what Concord grape tastes like? Like I have a real solid feel for what Concord grape is, but I I've never. Know. What the heck is Concord grape? Like and why? Like when it's you just get grape jelly, pur- purple grape. It's grape jelly, but it's Concord grape jelly. Why do I know what is? Why do I? I know when I hear Concord grape. I know what that tastes like, but yeah. I have no idea what why it is. Why does it? Why'd you bring that up? I don't know. I just thinking about Concord. That's in addition it, to the bike thing, good. No, no, those don't go they're, together. They're t- different things. Okay, I was completely. confused. You know, I just been thinking about it lately, and uh, I mean, it could just say grape jelly, but I feel like that's like an advertising, like ooh, Concord grape, right? Yeah. I don't think it means okay. anything. Jesse, you got some? Do, do we care enough to go into what a Concord just grape briefly. is? Just briefly. I mean, uh, it's just they have a skin that slips off of them much easier, so hmm. that they can process them to make wines and so jellies. So it's the cheap grapes. It is the cheap yeah. grape, but it made me feel like when I'm like, ooh, you know, I can get the grape jelly, or can you? Guys, do you want to spring for the Concord grape? <laughs> I know it's fifty cents cheaper, but yeah, it's, I, think I mean we, it's Concord grape. It's on sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the cheaper of the grape. Mm. It's so, good advertising. It is. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um, mm. comes mm. from the uh, city of origin, Concord, Massachusetts. Okay, I mean, I think we all saw that coming. But, yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, that was Mad Men. Did you ever watch <laughs> Mad Men? <laughs> no, but I know you like it. Yeah, I did. I watched it. I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, the the lead character uh, is an advertising guy, mm. and Lucky Strike Cigarettes comes to him to do a campaign. And this mm. was like back in the fifties, so like cigarettes was like recommended by doctors. Yeah, like this cigarette is recommended by your local doctor or whatever. So they're trying to figure out what makes Lucky Strike different than the rest of them. And this is fictional, so I don't know how much of it was like true or not true. Just well, fun. if it's fictional, then none of it, I would <laughs> well, it could be based on a true story, but still okay. a fictional. I don't mm-hmm. know. The point is mm-hmm. he goes, he writes it up. He goes, uh, made with toasted mm. tobacco. Mm. That sounds delicious. And the executives were like, all cigarettes are made with toasted tobacco. Mm. He goes, but they don't say it. Mm. And so that was the whole thing. It's like Lucky Strike mm. made with We toasted. make ours with toasted tobacco. Yeah. We and toast like, our oh tobacco. God, it's a Concord grape. It's I don't want thing. this, that regular tobacco. I want that toasted tobacco. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. There are so many advertising things like that. Mm-hmm. You just... So it's the same idea. This is just a dad life. You missed your calling. You'd be good in advertising. I think I'd be excellent mm-hmm. in advertising. Um, th- this is a, a dad life... Some advice in dealing with your kids, trying to raise them up. Cool is whatever you make it. Mm. I'm convinced of this. When they're little. Well, no, they need to have that mindset throughout life. Okay. Like, listen, you be the trendsetter. Mm -hmm. Like, you go in there and you do what you want to do. You wear what you want to wear. Confidence. You say what you want to say. And because it's different, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you are the one who dictates the terms of what's cool and not cool. And if they don't think it's cool, I don't care. They're idiots. They're idiots. Mm-hmm. Like you define cool. Yeah. If you like it, it's cool. Okay. Not popular. That's different. Yes. So like, you know, the Jordans are popular. Anybody could be popular. You just do and say what everybody else says. You're go- your sheep. You're mm-hmm. going with the crowd. Yeah. That's no good. I like it. Yeah. Can so, I disagree? You can. We're I mean, just talking could, about this today. You could also be wrong. I think I'm, think I'm right. This that mentality yeah. has brought on boys who wear five inch shorts and paint their fingernails and wear one dangly earring and have poofy hair. 
No. Someone probably told these, him, hey, who cares if people think you're cool? No. But if the, cool. is there a lot of people who do that? Yes. Well, then that's popular. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. They're doing I it to like seek it. attention. That's attention-seeking yeah. people. That's mm-hmm. completely different. You're not seeking attention. The uh, key to life is flying under the radar. It's not. That's your thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, I was driving home today. I drove past uh, a certified gas station. As you do. As I do. And uh, there's a lady out there pumping gas with uh, pajama pants on. Well. Marion, Ohio is the capital mm-hmm. of people who wear pajama pants to do just normal life activities. There's more pajamas in public per capita in Marion, Ohio. Than anywhere else on the than planet. Than maybe any city ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a I'd large so. number of people. You mm-hmm. can't go anywhere without seeing. Yeah, and I think it's more women than men. Um, yes, I would say that's true. There's a large number of women mm-hmm. walking around Marion, Ohio, mm-hmm. wearing pajama pants. Mm-hmm. It bothers me. We now, can... is it comfortable? Yeah, it's comfortable. Those is fleece that, pajama pants. I feel pants? like that's connected to the fact that Marion, Ohio, is one of the more obese uh, places too. Obesity. Which I know we're not supposed to talk about that. Apparently, obesity, but fat people. <laughs> Listen, well, no, they're not stupid <laughs> because <laughs> they're fat. They could be fat and stupid. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't necessarily Marion, Ohio, the same. Marion, Ohio. We're about ready to get our second my six hundred pound life episode. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, how I many mean, small towns have what, two? Yeah. two we how have many have two. one? Yeah, most towns don't even have one. That's right. And we have two. We have two. And can I say they could do a whole season here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many seasons until I'm on it? Like, how many people mm. do you think are in Marion? that much fatter than me that it would take. Oh, well, so where do you fall like percentage-wise okay, well, on the all, scale? How close are you to 600? <laughs> <laughs> because it's my 600-pound life. Yeah, you have to get are, to 600 Do you have pounds. to get to 600? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, the name of the think, show is my 600 You think I could do life. that in a year? Yeah, what I do you believe right in now, you. For real. 270. Oh, I thought you were fatter than that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were at least three. Well, when you first met me, I probably was. I okay. lost a lot of weight fairly quick. Yeah, so. Okay, um... Yeah, you've been wearing a lot of vertical stripes. You have so, to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, gaining 300 pounds in a year would be a lot. I think you could. I think it'd be fun, though. I, well, I don't, honestly, Listen, I don't think it would be. If you ate peanut butter every day. Have you ever, like, you know, like on vacation? Yeah. And you're in that mode where there's food everywhere or something, and you're uh-huh. just eating whatever you want. It's fun for a while, it's but also, after like three or four days, I'm it, like, I can't even. It's miserable. For me, that's called between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just eat nonstop. That's just, you just buckle in and say, this is the way this it is. This is it. Mm-hmm. I'll lose weight in the New Year. Mm-hmm. Happens I don't year. feel good after three or four days of that. So no, I, I don't agree. think it would be fun, is yeah. what I'm saying. I just think, well, I think what Jesse is saying, like if you're, it's your intention because I'm going to be 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put on 300. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat a ton of stuff. And I'm going to make my kids walk the dog because I'm not doing it. Well, yeah. that's so it's the like thing. you can lay around you the couch. You have to be really inactive yeah. and eat a lot of food. That's, It'd be fun to try. I don't think it would be fun to try. I think it would get old. There's the quick. one guy. I don't know his name. He did fat to fit to fat. Yeah. Fat, fat, fat mm-hmm. to fit to fat? Fit to no, fat to fit. That's what it is. Fit to he, fat he, to fit. Because yeah. he's like, listen, what does he call fat? I don't oh, know. He was like 340. Yeah. He oh, yeah. He got a ton big. Of weight. Okay. And he was like a bodybuilder before that. Yeah. No, he was ripped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, anybody can lose weight. I'll prove it to you. And so he puts on like 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he lost it all. Yeah. And it's like, it's mentality. Mm-hmm. You have, it's work ethic. Yeah. I mean, you have to intentionally. Well, I'm hoping this, this new, uh, my, the thing about my 600 pound life, and I like the show, but I would say one in every 10 is a 
happy ending? Oh yeah, it's I think maybe more rare than that. Yeah, maybe even more, maybe one a season. And it's sad. It really is sad. I, I mean, I'm watching it because I want the happy ending. I'm like, okay, man, you can do this, but yeah. more I just often watch than it not, they're just make depressing. Me feel yeah, that's yeah. why I like it. Erica doesn't; she can't watch it. I there's like a brief period where I got her to watch like three or four. Yeah, but she just she is not that and a hoarder. She can't watch either one of those. Yeah, they both make me feel better. About <laughs> that, how come they haven't combined those? Oh. Well, yeah, when you see, I've seen some hoarders episodes, and it's like they should be on <laughs> my six. Like, no, I think. don't. A hoarder can't. Their their aisles are too small, you know. Yeah, in their house, yeah, it's yeah. like they couldn't. They couldn't. Well, get I think through. they're just normal overweight. Not yeah, like, not yeah. They're kind of sloppy overweight, but some of them are super thin, like unhealthy yeah. thin, because they you know. Um, my favorite one is this like, this old guy and he's like surrounded and it's just the promo for it and he's yeah. just like in the middle of all of his stuff he's like <laughs> you know I'm like oh man have you seen the animal hoarder ones those are yeah. even worse well, they have terrible. like 89 cats that's yeah. the worst yeah there's just it's nasty mm-hmm. that's one, the worst because no one can one. keep up no one could actually no. keep up with that many cats but no. these people have completely given up yeah oh yeah I don't even like. What's Ever the, since we've moved into an apartment where yeah. we're are letting our dog kind of wander around, we've been getting our dog groomed like once every six weeks or something yeah, like that. Because yeah. it's just even one dog that doesn't ever go anywhere except for outside yeah. is just like, we don't want to smell that. Yeah. To overcome that, I, I once did some work in this like apartment complex. And there was these there are these people that had cats. And I don't know how many they had. And I think they were just letting them. They would open the door. I was... 30 yards away catch the when whiff. they opened the yeah. door it was almost more than i could bear like it was like physically making me sick yeah. just being outside when they would open the door yeah. that's how bad it was that's pretty bad i don't know how anybody lived in that but yeah. like 20 people did yeah Ooh. it's gross okay so we have actually more stuff so let's hit that we want to do the netflix a little yeah. earlier than normal because yeah. i got one that i want to talk about jesse just pushed the button like three times and it didn't work like i don't even know stop pushing the button <laughs> How do you push the button? Netflix, Netflix, watch these shows of the ones. Netflix, Netflix, or maybe Hulu Plus. Netflix, Netflix, or watch these shows of the ones. Netflix, Netflix, or maybe Hulu Plus. Maybe Amazon Prime or something like that, like YouTuber. We don't want to put a box around what you watch, so you never know. Jason, what is your Netflix suggestion of the week? In honor of Life Day. Okay. I watched this right before okay. we came to the show tonight on Disney+. Plus. Okay. There's a Lego version of a holiday special. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like an hour. It's a lot of time warping kind of things yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And they bounce through all the different things, mm-hmm. and it's a story of Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to save Life Day for everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's. I watched it. I'd like. I'd like more Life Day references. In that special. Yes, I'd like more references to the old. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thing with so, uh, Scratchy and all of the different. Lumpy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I wanted from it, and they yeah. didn't give me that. No, I mean it was just it's a kid version mm-hmm. of just goof. Mm-hmm. I like Lego. The Lego movies. Yeah. There, like there's a Jurassic Park one that we watched. That the Batman like are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Um, the Lego Movie, mm-hmm. starring Chris Pratt, who's also going to be in a Mario movie. Did you yeah, hear that? I heard that he's going to be the lead voice for Mario. Yeah, 
I just don't picture Chris Pratt doing Mario. Because you have a very specific voice for Mario. It's me. I think it's uh, Giuseppe from... um, Giuseppe. Yeah. Well, he's got a little deeper voice, I think, than Mario. Mario's got a high voice. Maybe we'll do something different. Yeah. Well, anyways, holiday special, Disney Plus. It's an hour long. Uh huh. Totally kid friendly. Uh huh. And uh, I just watched it tonight. When's the last time you made a Lego set? Like, oh, with never. You, have you ever no. like followed the instructions nope. and made a, a straight Lego set? Not one time. Never. No. Hmm. I never have either. But uh, Levi loved it, and Eric and he would do it together. Yeah. First so, of all, Legos are expensive. What's your go-to if you have a pile full of Legos in front of you? What's Castle. your go-to castle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, castle's very blocky anyways. Yeah. So castle's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. I do a house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you did Lincoln Logs? <sighs> I love Lincoln Logs. It's been a long time. <laughs> I would do Lincoln Logs right now. We have some Lincoln Logs somewhere at the house. Maybe I'll bring them for next uh, I love Thanksgiving. Link- I love Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs, Lincoln are, logs are great. Come on. I haven't thought about Lincoln Logs for a long time, but now I just want some Lincoln Logs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better, Lincoln Logs or Lincoln Logs? Lincoln Logs. <laughs> I don't even. Jesse, do you know it. Lincoln Logs? Okay, I do. <laughs> See that, Jesse? That was the perfect contribution. That's what we're looking for. Yes. Right when there. we ask you a question, uh-huh. you answer with as few words as possible. Yeah. Why say lot word when do few do trick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your Netflix? Uh, my Netflix suggestion of the week is uh, brought to you uh, as a suggestion by regular listener to the show, Farmer Bob. Mm. So uh, Bob and I were talking about documentaries and stuff that we watched, and he was like, you got to watch this one. It's re- And it's not one that I would have picked. It's called Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Lula Rich. Now, do you know what Lula Row is? No. Jesse, do you know what Lula Row is? I do. Oh, you do? Okay. So, it has a good resale value. Oh, because you sell stuff. It does? He yeah, flips. Oh, this is does, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um, Lula Row is a clothing company. Okay. And this is the documentary about this clothing company. So w- what you have is you've got this couple, uh, this woman in particular, and uh, she made some dresses and some skirts and stuff that were whatever, you know, um, and she would sell them like basically like on her front lawn or to like friends and people. Yeah. And she was starting to make money because people liked the stuff she was making. Well, then somebody was like, I've got some friends that want some can I get like 50 of them? And so she sold them to her friend. She said, I'll tell you what, I'll sell them to you for $5 a piece. You sell them for $15 a piece. Yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll make a little bit of money here. And it just started becoming more and more popular. And so they turned it into a good old fashioned multi-level marketing program. Pyramid scheme. Some people call it pyramid scheme. And Jesse knows about pyramid schemes. If anybody knows about pyramid schemes. He's been a part of three of them. He's been in more pyramid schemes. Just one for three years. He's been in all of them. Are you still active? No, I cut ties. So that's hard to do. It's harder to get out of a cult than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so they turned it into a good old fashioned. Now, technically, pyramid schemes are illegal. But multi-level, multi-level market, marketing yeah. is not. Right. Okay. Now, I have some thoughts about this. So anyway, the problem, obviously, if you didn't know, is that um, with the pyramid scheme or multi-level marketing, if you're not on top, it's your hard to chances make, of making money yeah. are, are, are not good at not, all. Not good at all. Yeah. They decrease the further down the scale you are. Yes. 
and and especially if it's a company that now has lots and lots of uh, like if you're it's saturated. Yes, if if you're the only Lularoe consultant or whatever in your county, yeah, and your county has a good population and it's a good product, you might be able to sell a lot of that product. But but more people that move in, there's more competition, that sort of thing. Tupperware, or whatever, it's you know, it's all the same. So, um, but but the the thing about Lularoe and and they they still exist as a multi level marketing company is the way they've they gotten away from um, the the pyramid kind of pitfalls is that they do have an actual product that's that sells yeah right and so they are providing a product to a consumer but the problem is the people that made the most money off of Lularoe were the people that were getting the most people underneath them yeah. to sell Lularoe. Right. So if you want to be, now this is in the past, I guess things are different now. They've restructured some things because they got sued multiple times. If you wanted to get into Lularoe, you could be a Lularoe salesperson, but the buy-in was like minimum like $6,000. To be an agent or whatever. Well, and what you get is a bunch of product. Okay. So you get a bunch of pants and skirts or whatever they're selling, right? And so now you um, you have to sell that product. Uh, but even better than selling that product that you just paid $5,000 for, which you massively overpaid for it, um, the, the, the problem is that um, the, or the, the real way to make money now is to get people underneath you. Right. So then I say, hey, J- Jason, you sell LuLaRoe. You can make money too, and now you're underneath me, and I can get a little bit. Yeah. And so the higher I work my way up that ladder, the more people I have underneath me. Right. Every single time someone underneath me, someone underneath me, gets someone else to invest another five or $10,000, it comes back to me. Right. And so these people were getting checks in the mail Every month for sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and yeah. they were just crushing because the Lularoe sales. I mean, they were they were thousands and thousands and thousands of people were selling right, this right, right. product, and um, and then and then and then the, the the growth was more. It's and it was a pretty good documentary as far as they go. The growth was more than they could handle. Like they didn't anticipate it growing that fast. Right, and so the product that they're putting out, they're getting in trouble because it's not as the quality's not as good. Uh, they ran out of storage space, so they like kept a bunch of stuff outside. It got kind of like water damaged, and stuff would come in the mail, and it would stink. It uh, would be like all like mildewy. nasty. Yeah. And and the whole thing is, you get the product, and then you sell it. Like they could never pick out their patterns or uh, anything, yeah. and so they would get this stuff, and they'd be like, "This stuff's bad," and like, "Well, you got to sell it, right?" And so, um, it, it's a, it was a really interesting documentary, uh, just to see the way that all worked. And, and how it came about. And I will say, there's there's nobody to root for in this documentary. It's not like, because even the people that kind of got taken by LuLaRoe, they were crazy rich, yeah, like greedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were so greedy. Like this one lady was talking about all this money that she was making. She was making, I was making, I was getting $50,000 checks, $60,000 checks, and now she's broke. And she's like, it's LuLaRoe's fault. I'm like, Wait a minute, how much money were you making? Yeah. And she said, well, they always told us that we had to look the part. So I was buying Gucci bags and I was getting yeah. Cadillacs. I'm like, well, no one told you to do that. Yeah. You, if, if you if you gave me one year of that income that you got, I would last a long time I might never it. work again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But the reason that you're in trouble 
is because you were greedy right. and you took all. You just thought that money train was never going to end. They probably got into tax trouble too. Because, oh, they got in massive yeah, tax trouble because they get all this straight money mm-hmm. and they don't pay any taxes on it. And yeah. you're in the highest income, so you're paying like 42 percent or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like half of your money is. And and they're not think they're just yeah they're not thinking about that right. So there are there's really nobody in the in the documentary that I'm like I like that person yeah. this person I'm rooting for this person they were all greedy. Where's this found on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. and it's a Amazon Prime original. It's really well done. It's called Lula Rich. It's okay. about Lula Rowe. Yeah, and um, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, it's it was it was very well done. I love a good pyramid scheme. You do love a good yeah, pyramid scheme. Yeah. Now, now I've I never, will, I will I've say, never been involved in one. On the outside, yeah. if Lula wrote like from the very beginning, if they would have just been honest, yeah. Apparently, they have a good product. Jesse says it has a re- high resale value, so they have a good product. Yeah. If from the very beginning they wouldn't have been so greedy, yeah, and they would have just said, listen. If you want to be a consultant and you want to sell LuLaRoe from your own home or from Facebook or whatever you want to do, uh, then then buy product at this marked off value. The buy-in doesn't have to be crazy amount what it was. Right. And buy product from us and then sell it. And and that's the way you do it. And you you know buy what you feel like you can sell. Right. But they were making them buy these like massive chunks. And so they would sell, uh, you know, 10% of it or whatever, but then they'd be left with all this product and they would tell them, well, you've got all, that's money sitting in the bank. All you got to do is sell it. Right. Well, it's just not that easy, right? right? right. So um, so if they'd have just been honest from the very beginning and, and taken less, yeah, I think they'd be doing just fine by now. Yeah. But they got greedy. Everyone got greedy. And what was really interesting about the documentary is that the founders of LuLaRoe, they were interviewed for the documentary. And I mean, they just... And and they straight up said, yeah, this is the way it is. And they were like very, I don't know, um, unapologetic. Yeah, very unapologetic. And 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 uh, just the fact that they and at the end it said they were, they declined a second interview. Mm. But the fact that they even sat down the first time, yeah. when they had to have known that there was a bit of a gotcha element to yeah. this yeah, yeah, documentary. Yeah. But they were like, no, this is the way it is. We got nothing to hide, even though they have lots to hide. And <laughs> there are so many sleazy people in this yeah. situation. That's kind of the best way to lie. You know what? Is you get out in the open mm-hmm. and you just say, yeah, get ahead of it. it is. Yeah, you mm-hmm. get ahead of it. Yeah. So I guess my takeaway afterwards, I was talking to Bob about it. And so Bob and Carly had watched it and then Erica and I watched it. And I said, so I guess now we just have to find a way to create a pyramid scheme. To be on top. Yeah. And then we're, if you're the first ones that create it. So we're you know pitching around some ideas, some stuff that we can sell yeah. and then create a pyramid scheme. And uh, get the pro- the other problem with these people is is you got to know when to get out, yeah. right? Yeah. So they stuck with it, yeah, and they pushed through. If they if like three years ago before the crap hit the fan, if they had a little bit of foresight and said this thing's getting too big for us, like we cannot handle this, if they would have had any kind of like realistic idea of what they could manage, right, right, they would have said let's just sell this brand, yeah. to Macy's yeah. or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. make a ton of money, go retire on an island and not mess with any of this mess that we've made let them sort it out yeah but they just didn't know when yeah. the getting was good well, the type of people that get into those <laughs> as someone who got into those <laughs> are the people that always like well we can just we can push it out another year mm-hmm. we can keep going and then you yeah. always think bigger mm-hmm. and uh they get greedy they get very greedy. And, and that's the constant push is is like is uh you can do this yeah and get more people underneath yeah. you and if you'll just get this 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 and push I, harder push harder and their whole from their very beginning their whole pitch was to single, or not single, to 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 um, housewives 
stay-at-home moms. Yeah. You can be a mom. Yeah. And you can make money on the side. Right. You can earn a full-time income. Avon, Tupperware, Full-time income, part-time work. Right. Is that was their whole pitch. Full-time income, part-time work. Except when they're when they're like at these conventions that what they would have and they would talk to people, they would tell people all the time, like, you just gotta work the business. You gotta work the business. Right. If it's if it's not working for you, it's cause you're not working the business. Right. And you gotta work it. You gotta you've heard those things before. <laughs> Listen, I I preached those things uh-huh. yeah. for years. You got the rah rah me. Yeah. You're you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Oh, and you're man. a daggone oh. stud. I just threw my, up in my I, mouth. Me too. Listen, <laughs> when Savannah listened to this uh-huh. she's gonna be like oh gosh i remember those days yeah. that yeah. was terrible yeah sleaze back i've been invited to like three or four of like things mm-hmm. to to sign up yeah. every time i'm sitting there i'm like this is a period and, and they even and, draw it on the board like in the yeah. office yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. do yeah. it though yeah. like, no and it's <laughs> funny because the every time like someone brings me and they're like do you want to sign up i'm like no yeah. this is a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. i'm not doing any of this yeah this is stupid. well. I didn't know what a pyramid scheme was when I was younger, and that's the thing is a lot of young people don't know. Yeah, and if you explain it to them, you're like, "This is what you do," and I make a hundred thousand dollars well, a year the idea just is sitting on my butt. We would get a bunch of people like Harrison to do it. Yeah, right. He's the right. legs. Yes, he's the he's energy. the people. Yeah, they're yeah. they're doing they're making all the money for us. Right. So, um, when you're younger, you don't know the difference. Yeah, you just but that sounds good. Yeah, I that's it's passive income that i, I yeah. like being passive and i like income yeah so that sounds great to me both of those could i make good. that work yeah so so i remember when i was younger there was a, a company it's not amway but it's what amway became yeah avisay no it's, it was a green logo it might have started with a z yeah, I don't yeah. know. Some I, strange yeah. thing. I went to one of those. And I, like I said, I didn't know. I don't know the world. Yeah. Right? Because they were transitioning from like a physical magazine to online. Yeah. That's what it was. And and trying to get away from the Amway brand. Yeah. Which I guess they've rebranded Amway yeah, now. Yeah, they're back to Amway now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't know about it. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And I'm this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, 22-year-old kid. Yeah. Right? And uh, I show up at this church, new uh, new church one day with all these new people, and there were like ten people in that church that sold this Amway product. Yeah. Ten like couples, right. you know. And um, I, I guess the rule is whoever gets to a new prospect first, they're yours, yeah. right? No one else can s- try to sell it to you or right. something, whatever. So um, that's what you want when you go to church. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I picked my last one. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I know it was so sleazy. So. Yeah. And I hate to say it, and if there's people watching this that currently sell that that I know, I yeah. love you. I hope you make $1,000 <laughs> a day. <laughs> no. Total. Most of them will make $600 a year. That's the statistic. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I wish yeah. you the best. Yeah. I, I hope you kill it. I don't, you know. But but so this guy and his, his wife, and I'm just new to town. I yeah. don't know. I literally don't know anybody. I'm yeah. in a new state yeah. with my new wife, you know. And uh, and and by the way, a little short on cash. Yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not making a lot of money. I'm doing landscaping. So so they 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 target me and they uh, say, hey, you're new to town. Could we we want to have you and your wife over for dinner? I'm like you know what, that'd be great. It, yeah. It'd be yeah. I, I would like to get to know people. Yeah, that, that sounds wonderful. Right. So they invite us over and then they and and thankfully someone pulled me to the side. They said they're gonna pitch this to you. I was yeah. like, What? And I'm like, yes, they're gonna try to sell this thing to you. This is a bad idea. 
don't do this. Right. And I was like, okay, I did a little research and I, I prayed on it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, after I prayed about it, I was like, every warning sign in the world was coming yeah. up. Like, don't do this. And you still signed up. So, yeah. And I guess that <laughs> brings me to right now. Because if I could get the three of you to sign up, it would really help me. No. Um, so he invites us over and we go through the chit chat about the weather or sports or whatever. Yeah. And uh, finally he gets to the pitch and he pulls out the book or whatever. And yeah. he's doing the whole thing and gives me the whole spiel. And, and I told him, I said, you know. And, and I mean, this is going to, you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit. Wait for yeah. this. So I said, you know what? Uh, I said, uh, you know, I appreciate this. Really do. I said, you know, um, I prayed about it actually, you know, before we came here today. And I really feel like I'm, we're not supposed to do this. Yeah. You want to guess what his response was? Pray again. His response was, well, Dan, you know, that's interesting that you say that because, you know, I prayed about it. Uh, and uh, I really think you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, Honestly, like... Well, God speaks to him. Yeah, I know. And so, uh, well, I guess since you did. So so I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I I appreciate it. So thankfully, then all of the other people couldn't poach me. So I was, you know, they couldn't couldn't touch me because I had already been pitched the product before. And I knew people in that business that had a lot of money. But then you find out like, oh... You work for like a, you're yeah, like an yeah, executive yeah. at like a chemical plant and you make a ton of money doing that. Right. You own a massive landscaping yeah. company right. and you make a ton of money doing that. Like right. none of them actually seemingly made their money in, in those that. other places. Yeah. When, when I was in mine, so I was there for three years, did nothing else, did not have a job for three years. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Helped run meetings, you know, all the stuff. Savannah made the all, all the actual money. Literally, yes, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, props to Savannah. But there was a guy that they recruited, and his name was Kevin, and him and his wife- Of course wife, it was Kevin. It was Kevin. Of course it was Kevin. Him and his wife owned a bunch of Charlie's Steakhouses mm-hmm. from Ohio down to Florida. Yeah. She was a pharmacist, like, not like just a normal pharmacist. Like, she was like a top-tier pharmacist, mm-hmm. and he worked for Chase at the high executive level mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And so he would, they recruited him and he would come in and do nothing but hang out in the office mm-hmm. and he would drive his Maserati or his Rolls, mm-hmm. I mean, he had, he literally had a Maserati, a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. a lane, like a Rover, like he had looked all the good. cars. It mm-hmm. looked great because he actually did. He had mm-hmm. all the money. Mm-hmm. And but, so when people would come to the office, no one told him that. And so, you know, you have this guy walking around the office doing nothing. Yeah. And he's driving a Maz. I could be that guy. And literally, he would be like, hey, you want to come ride in my Maserati? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And he never, I I made very little money in mm-hmm. pro, in that organization. He made, he had, uh, and I checked, he made less mm-hmm. than my worst year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his like his best year. Yeah. It was not a lot of money, and but well, he just came and so played the part. Let's get a crappy product. Let's do it, and uh, we'll be at the top of the pyramid. Yeah, I said we let it go for about three or four years and cash and out. then get yeah, out while they get listen. Good. I can help with the business model. I can help with all of it. I feel yeah. like you I'd know be the all last the one. I know all the catchphrases yeah. by heart, mm-hmm. and I can talk you through the difference between a pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing. Uh, affiliate marketing, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another one I don't remember. Well, they talked you through all of it. Lula Rich. Okay, <laughs> it's very. I feel interesting. like we could almost turn Lara Road into that. Ooh. So Ooh. like, listen, okay. go with me. Start on this. your own podcast. No, well, under no, the, no, no. no oh, listen, sorry. Listen, go with me on this. Okay. So um, we have a uh, premium subscriber, mm-hmm. right? It's twenty five dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of money. No, not for good content. Not for this. Are you talking about good content? Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you, you pay a hundred dollars to, to be a sales agent. Okay. To sell this. All right. For every $25 premium subscription that you sell of Lower Road, Radio. Of Lower Road you mm. keep half, you keep half of it. The other you half just comes, give us half. and we we get the other half. And then they have now that person that you sold to has access to Lower Road Radio. Yes. Lifetime access. Lifetime access. This is not a yearly thing. No, it's a $25 one time. Okay. Everybody in America would buy it. It gets mm-hmm. us out. Yeah, and we get in, we get out. Mhm. I'll think, stick around too long, I'll go broke, yeah, <laughs> end we'll, up in prison yeah, for we'll laundering. Let take the, but but see that's the thing. It's like you get the Jesse's out there selling the premium content. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it. Mm-hmm. We are the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're not doing anything. So, we're just cashing so in. So we're we, I want to find people that will sell Loud Road Radio for $25. Yes. They keep $12.50. $12.50 comes to me. Well, six and a quarter each. Oh, I get The nothing? math has got too complicated. No, you're, what, how many, many subscriptions you can you sell, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Dude, a you're lot, on, yeah. You're on top. If I get five people and they all yes, get five people, you only have to do that like wait seven a minute, times. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if 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 I sell to Jesse, then I'm making twelve fifty, and he's making twelve fifty. Yeah, so if Jesse And then Jesse sells to Harrison, and then Harrison gets twelve fifty, and Jesse gets twelve fifty, and I get nothing? Or do I get part of that? As well, as because I'm above you have to have different leadership levels. Okay, we're going to need to figure this out. But All right, I got it. Go ahead and hit that. We'll talk gonna, about it afterwards. Yeah, we, we, I, I like this. Premium Loud Road Radio subscriptions. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And right. until then, it'll be free because we need to bait. You put it out bait there. and then switch. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. good. It'll be free until there's until a million people. Mm-hmm. And then a million that's people. Our, that's our promise to you. Once we get a million people to We're subscribe at- to the show, <laughs> that's when we start charging. And then if we can get a million people to pay $25. That's $25 million. I could live off of that. Yeah. So I get. You, you get half. I get half of that. And I would get half. So we okay. basically both have $6 million. I could live with that. Then we're done making the show, right? Yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Dan signing off for Jason, reminding you to always keep your stick on the ice and never wear the blue sweats. Sit, boo, boo, sit. Good dog. I have spoken. Today's the day. No. no. It's not oh. the day. It never will be. <laughs> <laughs>